0: Hey guys, it's Phoenix, aka Felt Up Smash, from the Console Gamers United podcast. Now, this episode is a pre-recording. It was recorded before we ever got this podcast set up, when we were still doing the older podcast, and I was using it for one of my podcasting classes. Now, the reason why I kept it is because there's actually a very interesting conversation about race, um, identity, and video gaming. So I thought it would be uh profitable to you to actually hear out the full conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi guys.
1: What's up? How's it um going? Hey.
0: I am here today. It's March twentieth, twenty twenty one. The uh same day Animal Crossing was released in Doom, I believe, last year. Yeah. That was that That's was a right. year
1: it's crazy. already been an entire year that's yeah we'll crazy.
0: That. we're still in covid um <coughs> i am here with the goons collectively Ooh. from the, the insert disc podcast i'm here with ethan i'm not gonna see your last name of course ronald I appreciate it and uh james here how are you guys doing
1: Doing pretty good, honestly. Uh, You
2: know, today's been a pretty nice day, all in
3: all. That's great weather outside. Warm. Open the window, which is saying something.
0: Yeah. It was just snowing last Monday.
3: Yeah, you know. That's right.
0: Just just a casual below 32 degrees just happened randomly. You know, nice and frigid. Wake you up in the morning. In the middle of March, the beginning of spring. So <laughs> today's
1: the first day of with, spring. That's right. Are we actually in spring? Or are we still in full spring?
3: No, today's the first day of spring.
1: Yeah. We
3: Officially. were in full spring prior to that. So I'll get um, your swimsuits, guys. We're gonna have to go to the beach soon.
0: Or Florida,
3: you know, to spread COVID, as a uh, bunch I'm of people are doing currently. I'm Bryce. not
1: ready for the beach episode.
3: take a good selfie on the beach, it'll be great. We're all gonna look really upset. <laughs> like we always do. Yeah. <laughs> Cause none of us are beach people. Can, can I'm you go to a person?
0: Kinda? Kinda. So do you mean like okay, let's say I kicked you off a boat, right? You're in the middle, you're about let's say half a quarter mile away from the coast. Can you get back there? To the coast? Yeah. Oh no, bro. It's no. Over for me. Okay, so so you can't actually swim.
1: I can make if it I like, don't if I um, don't grab that boat, I'm dying the second <laughs> I hit the water. I'm making it like a clean
2: like. I'm getting tired too, bro. I make it like a clean like couple couple feet, and it's just like you know what? I'm gonna just set my fate. It's over for me. <laughs> <laughs> bro. I'm, I'm, I'm meeting me, my ancestors. You're
3: buoyant. Come on, you could. I'm not buoyant. No, I'm muscular. Man, small. <laughs>
1: If I can't grab the boat on my way down, I'm just devil Food user. I'm not I'm sitting straight to the bottom. I'm just gonna make it You know it. what?
3: I, yeah, I can make it.
0: Of course the the, the white guy, Eagle Scout. Can I make do it out.
3: have I do have the life saving merit badge. I can hate myself swim for Phoenix? saying that out loud. What? I had the...
0: I could that I, da- I could I think I can make it back to coast. You have a badge for, for life-saving.
3: Yep. I would, I I took, um, at the same time I was doing the swimming merit badge because to be an Eagle Scout, you have to do a series of Eagle required merit badges. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to do one of the three fitness biking, hiking, or swimming. I did swimming. At the same time I did the life-saving merit badge. It's all about being essentially a lifeguard. It's That's how it. to rescue people from uh, being stuck in the water. if They're like drowning, things like that. So at this
0: very moment, you could totally be uh, a lifeguard if you wanted to. Say like, yeah, this I just summer. have to go
3: through like the training again because they always make you do that stuff over and over again. But yeah, of Totally.
0: Nice. Kind of interesting. All right, so if we end up on a lake during our transcontinental trip to whatever Culver is right next to a lake, Ethan can yep. save us when we get the itis or cramps.
3: Yeah, when those uh, the, <laughs> the frozen <laughs> custard cramps up
1: down, yeah. The uh, cheese cards, Revenge of the Cheese codes. Yeah, like ah, uh, the cheese.
0: I'm bloated. It All
3: right, plastic. I'm gonna lay down. I'm gonna extend my arm <laughs> into the water. I need you to reach out to my arm, Phoenix.
0: Now I'm gonna start punching you as I'm
3: as I'm panicking.
0: <laughs> I Are heard it it's pose? actually it's pretty dangerous to try and save people
3: in the ocean. It is. Phoenix, it's people panic. To really calm. But there's ways you can secure yourself to shore. Mm-hmm. And extend your hand. You can also try and find objects to try and get to people. Like, uh... Um... they often have those lifesavers? Yeah. All over beaches? To some extent? Attached to rope? Probably get, like, 20 feet? 25 feet? There's a certain way you're supposed to coil them, but I think I could figure it out in a pinch.
2: Oh, you definitely
0: could. Yeah. As a Boy Scout, he can. hmm Um... Okay, so guys, you play video games, right? No, Ooh. not at all. No, okay. The video games mostly
3: play me. I'm gonna be honest. What What do you mean by that? Is uh, it controlling your life. <laughs> Only a little.
0: Do, do you um, oh, feel buddy. like um? Damn, who's the toy? I was. I can't forget Woody. Do you feel like Woody?
3: I was gonna say I. I definitely think I'm Buzz Lightyear. Actually, so yes, you're right. you're
1: definitely. How, how many hours do you have put in the first punk?
3: Let's see. I got to check. I could probably pull it up. I'm guessing around like 40 to 50. It's not that many. It's not that many.
0: Once I get the board game, yeah. but. i say 40 to 50 is actually a pretty large amount, considering most of we don't complete games. So I'm expecting like 20 to be about the average of how how much someone put into one individual game unless it's like Fortnite.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh you can see my time put into the JRPGs.
3: Or Borderlands. Yeah, that's a good exception. I mean, when I played like Pokemon and stuff, I'd play one game is anywhere from 30 to 60 hours. Mm. Especially, Especially I Gen 4. I definitely Pokemon's
0: a weird exception to the rule. Guess it kind of I think it it probably um is attractive to people who like pets in the first place. So they probably want to see all the different kind of pets you can get.
1: Oh no, I've easily put over two hundred hours in the Pokemon.
0: Yeah, see there you go All right. No comments. games. Um Mr. I don't play oh, he's, games. Yeah, that's right. But... He does not
3: talk, about... yeah. talk about that. I, I, no, I spent wanna... about thirty hours in Exoman. That's I don't wanna I don't want to
2: talk about long how much time I have, but most amount of time I have in any Pokemon game. How
3: uh, much? Guess, is
2: 700? Yes, that- because it's the, ma- it's the exact same amount of time I have in Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii.
0: 500?
2: No, 743. Wow, I was Wait, pretty close.
0: Hold on, hold on. How do you have 743 hours in Xenoblade? Um... <laughs>
2: If hold I on, recall, on, I, I it, was a lot, it was 100% of the game, and I know I left the console on a couple times.
1: Oh, never mind. I was going to say. I died I a, a lot, lot of fighting console. super bosses, too. I thought he was going to say, because if you can see it, you can go to it.
2: I mean, I, definitely, I explored everything, <laughs> but, like, when you die, you have to go back to places, you got to walk back, you die to super bosses, you got to fight super bosses over, you know, you know the vibes.
0: What about you, Phoenix? I'm I'm not the uh the guy asking the have to answer the questions here. I'm the one asking the questions. Nah, I'm I do play video now. games. That's not I, play how that into, works. I think a thousand hours in Monster Hunter. I think and then Overwatch right. is probably second. So I do put time into stuff. I think I'm currently like twenty two days into League of Legends.
3: Oh no. Yeah, but th- that's a long haul game anyway.
0: There's no end game for League. Yes, there is. Is he just reaching diamond? No, is reaching your max potential, much like playing fighting games.
3: Listen, we got uh, five hours in in um in Factorio. Uh, Factorio. Yeah, Oof. I thought
0: okay. you you have had more time actually.
3: It's getting there.
1: When do we get I'm to like the ride? My Fourth playthrough. This is the ride. Woo (laughs) Your fourth playthrough?
3: Yeah. No. I haven't completed the third Mm -hmm. one because I'm playing with a friend. But we're pretty close. Gotcha. Just starved for resources at the moment. That's a long story. They changed the Xbox app so I can't see how many hours I have in things anymore. This is completely useless to me. That's dumb. I'm very disappointed. Didn't want to make you feel bad. Now, Phil Spencer, listen up. I don't like it.
1: Put it back.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Let's get to the real questions here. Um, so do you guys see yourself as gamers? I'd say yes, all things considered. <laughs> well, let me ask you then first. What, what does a gamer mean to you then, James? I mean really it's just anybody that like enjoys playing games in their
2: free time, right? It's like your like go to as opposed to like the second you get free time you decide to like read or like watch a movie or something,
0: you know? So if you only play so if you play games professionally, are you not a gamer? Oh no, you definitely are. It's just you're
2: you're gamer, but your your job is gaming.
0: Mm-hmm. What hmm.
3: Or will you uh eat them? Uh gaming can be a hobby, but uh, I'd say Professional gamers have turned a hobby into a career. I'd say that's pretty common. Uh, it it depends on the hobby. I mean, but some people can turn a lot of hobby activities and production activities into careers. So I would say, in general, gaming is a hobby. Uh, and I'd say anyone who, and this is much more vague just because I like more than just video games, I also like board games and card games. I'd say that. All those also are categorized in gamer. It's just that we've kind of divided them because video games have gone off in a direction and like card games and board games go off in other directions too. But I'd classify myself as kind of all three of those. So you, so yes. So do you think
0: it's actually that pervasive that people tend to separate video games from board and card games or physical games?
3: Yes, yeah. I'd say so, just because of generational so. differences.
1: Like, uh-huh. as of now, whenever I hear a gamer, the first thing I think is video games, and then if they specify board games or card games, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But I think my default, train of thought, is just video games, whenever somebody says they're a gamer. Yeah. Mm.
0: See, I think for me, I change it into much like going to college. Like, I am a specialist in this regard, right? I'm a gamer by specialized in primarily shooters and RPGs, you know what I mean? Much mm-hmm. like Ethan, you you would probably specialize in city simulators
3: and strategy games.
0: Yeah. You know, it's your your realm of knowledge and what you tend to play is kind of your specialization. So I I always included board games and card games in that regard. It's just you would specialize in that regard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, usually comes with different things you can relate to. Like, I would never be able to relate to um, someone who plays sports games. Yeah, but that's
3: fair. It just goes to show on? how big the community actually is. Like, how yeah, broad yeah. it is.
0: Yeah, it is pretty broad. It's probably getting a lot broader, which... Yeah.
1: It definitely is.
0: I was going to, to, to jump off that. Do you think, as a result, then, that um, you know, unironically, let's let's be, I'm being unironic here. Uh, gamers get a bad rep in general.
1: I'd yes, say I so. say. I say yes. Like, um, I still think we're at a point where gaming gets used as a scapegoat for a lot of things that happen.
0: I mean, how often do you actually hear people blame video games for things?
1: Uh, When it comes to things that are violent, it's not all the time, but it comes up more than you would think it would. Like, oh, yeah, it's because he played all these violent games. And, oh, he yeah, always plays this Cod and GTA. No wonder he turned out the way he did. Like, it's. It's literally that thing from Phoenix and Pub where if I had a nickel every time it happened, I'd only have two nickels, but it's crazy that it happened twice. Mm-hmm. It's like in that regard where it's definitely not common, but it happens more than it should.
0: So do you, do you think it's actually, not people blaming video games in general, but the violence in video games? No. So it's actually just a general, people just put all video games in that regard as blame for society's society wolves
1: yeah i'd I'd say so
3: i i'd say it's particularly the violence that they detest and they point to but i find that that is just finding a particular scapegoat for a common problem because i don't know if you guys watch tv anymore yeah, TV is like mad violent. TV is mad violent. <laughs> the <laughs> stuff that goes on television has changed dramatically in the last thirty years. So all those people who like violent video games are, are are clearly the problem. And then we have action drama TV shows with slightly gratuitous violence, followed by news segments that, especially because I'm I live. Within the general radius of Chicago, news segments from local news stations that are highlighting the violence that happens in every single day. People getting shot left and right, etc. You start to see a pattern. It's not just, you know, it's not just the video games. There's a lot of violence.
2: Um, I'd also like to throw out that, like, even on, like, a more micro scale, when you hear someone's, like, quote-unquote a gamer, you just ima- they immediately imagine some dude... Probably overweight, probably socially inept, living in their parents' basement. When that's not true at all, you know people. Yeah. People play games are like a, a wide array of like ages and like different
0: like social standings and the, the whole shebang. You know. Yeah, but isn't isn't that kind of accurate? Since at least three of us here still. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey hey! Shut
2: up! Shut up! That's different. Shut up. We, <laughs> real, we don't speak against that
3: stereotype. We just mm. say that there's more than just us.
2: There's way more than just us. And even then, right? None of us are like severely socially crippled that we can't hold a conversation with somebody. We're not physically inept. You know what I mean? Like we're not sitting here with like bags of Doritos and Mountain Dew next to us. Can't even like see five feet past our eyes, you know? Like
1: I mean my vision was pretty bad,
0: but Yeah, my, my uh my vision's kind of fucked. I don't okay, know our, vision, <laughs> our vision
2: isn't bad because we play video games. Our vision is it's bad because genetics. <laughs>
1: I That's mean, true. the
3: blue screen doesn't help. Shut up. <laughs> I have the warming on. That doesn't... What...
0: Yeah, I definitely have warming on, too. I have that on max intensity. Your screen's uh, just orange. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, in fact, orange. Anytime <laughs> it turns off, it blinds me. It just my eyes cannot adjust to that much blue anymore.
1: That's crazy
0: that's because my intensity is so high it's just uh
3: you're playing games like demon souls good game good game
1: ggs
0: oh then um shifting to race here how do you feel about the recent events going on in america
1: I'm not surprised. That's I'm about disappointing. Well, I'm but I'm at. not
2: surprised.
1: That's pretty much why I'm at. Could you be more specific?
3: Because we... there is also a pandemic going on.
0: Well, yeah, but I feel like those two um are intertwined considering yeah. Yeah. one of them led to the other in in a, in a way, of course. I have my own opinions, but There's how some... do you feel about the treatment of Amer- Asian Americans? do you think I mean, these as, are as bad as they say towards them or and the follow up last question is there a recent thing i want to say like
2: okay speaking as a black man here right mm-hmm. i feel like there's always been like a race a, like a weird racial edge against asian people in america it's where it's like they get stereotyped very very hard in either positive or negative ways and i feel like just right now it's like there's this backlash right because it's again I don't I don't like quoting this. I hate it. They called... Am I allowed to talk about the C word? The, the C yes. word that's happening? COVID? Okay, cool. When COVID was popping off at first, they like to call it the Chinese virus, which I immediately took offense to. Because, like, how are you... You can't... Come on, bro. You can't just do that. I can't call it... I'm not going to call the Black plague the white virus. You can't
0: forget
1: the of... uh, the Kung flu.
0: Oh, yeah, the Kung flu. Ugh.
1: It's very much just like... shows that we really didn't get far in the past... What? 50 years.
2: Not at all. But it's just really like, again, it's this weird racial edge where it's like, oh, Asian people can be so smart. Or like, oh, they're really weird. It's just like, just be cool to people, you know? It's, it's so odd. And now, especially right now, because roughly a year ago this time, it was us, Black people, being targeted and assaulted and, you know, being messed with. And now, it's them. And I feel like right now, more than any, we need to stand by each other and fight with each other it's like fight together you know
0: so then follow up question um do you think well a lot of people attribute that especially with what happened i think in san francisco where an le uh asian person got a uh, jump by some black people Do you think there's a lot of racial tension in the black community towards asian americans
2: i do i definitely do and it's another one of those odd situations where it's like Black people and Asian people definitely like feed off of each other. Like, you know, like we've passed things back and forth a lot rap music from us, come from movies from them, things like that, back and forth. Um, What? Go ahead. I'm sorry. What? No, (laughs) I'm trying to (laughs) to formulate a thought. You're laughing. He's over there laughing. Hip hop music.
0: Kung Fu, <laughs> you know what I mean. Things that we use to. I'm sorry. Things that are you very say much we just, like. like, we, we, we create the Wu Tang clan together. Is that that's what we did?
1: Well, yeah, for one, yeah, we kind of did
2: create the Wu Tang clan
0: together,
1: <laughs> but I mean, that's just actually, like, like a great example is Wu Tang,
2: but just like there's always this like weird oh. racial prejudice, like racial prejudice against each other for as much as like, we like bite off of each other, you know,
0: or think it comes from uh i mean white people trying to divide us more than anything yeah but it's not a lot of white people in the like it's, obviously this is mostly happening in ghetto right and it's not a lot of white people there so where does that come from well it
2: doesn't have to necessarily like white, be white people in the ghetto but just white people have like instilled this kind of like mindset over the like years establishing certain things in the country and people just kind of follow that mindset you know such I as I
1: think it comes from the mentality of we don't want to be the ace that's viewed as being on the bottom. Mm. Or that,
2: yeah.
0: So it's um. it's the crab in the barrel mentality.
2: Yeah.
3: It's, it's who's over
2: on the bottom has the worst.
1: Like
3: There's definitely the, a lot of like deeply rooted and internalized things that get passed even without like the intention being there so like you have to kind of train yourself out of a lot of these racist thoughts and actions and they get internalized and sent even between like there's a lot of internalized things that white people have that really push them in the same direction of this consistent racism. Like these these like deep-rooted fears that they have for no reason, but they get like instilled. And so I think part of it is that a lot of those deep-seated things seep into popular culture. And they they bubble up all the time. Like um, you don't have to go back and watch a Michael Bay movie to realize that Michael Bay is gonna cast an Asian guy to say very Stereotypical things. I'm talking about um, uh, Transformers Three, yeah, Maybe
2: Four
0: right. when they were yeah. in China.
2: They're all the same. No, they're not all, even four. I'm
3: talking about three. It, it, like Kevin uh, Ken Jong has a character in three. Oh, Man, I'm yeah. sorry, no, I'm yeah, blanking was... on
0: Transformers Three.
3: <laughs> no, no, it's but It's fun. like a IT technician, and they have like a a scene in the bathroom where he's interrogating him. It's Mm -hmm. complicated. But yeah, even in 4. Oh, that. Yeah. But 4 is another story. But it's like it's stuff like that that gets filtered through. And so when it bubbles up in pop culture, I feel like it has an effect beyond just white people. Like other people will start to pick up on these toxic things. Right. And roll with it.
0: Do you um, see that? Do you think that's the same case with video games? Because, you know, for the most part, video games have a weird, a weirder dynamic, especially in America, since for the most part, our modern um, interpretation of video games have primarily been influenced by Japanese developers with the original Nintendo. So it's not as if they're still a minority group in positions of the creative power. Of video games they're pretty dominant so do you think those are those same issues are still coming in through video games
2: I want to say yes and no all right which one do you want to start with well okay no because video games is a medium that transcends like most things right in the same way a movie doesn't have to necessarily be about you know blacks whites hispanics people you can make some fantasy race and just have it be alluded to said people. Video games is in the same vein as where a black protagonist in a video game is a black protagonist, and you can portray them however you want, you know? But at the end of the day, they're still going to be a black protagonist, or just look that way, and we're going to just, like, take that, you know? Mm-hmm. But I say yes, because, I mean, we literally sat here and talked about it. Barrett from Final Fantasy Seven
0: <laughs> is Mr.
2: Team Captain Planet. And the first thing he does is be angry about stuff. Granted, it's for a good reason, but you know,
1: but what it's that over the top
2: and
3: exaggerated.
0: Yeah, very much influenced by '80s and '90s American culture.
3: So yeah, or like even uh, like just spitting the same stuff back up, or even like
2: say like and it's like a wild one just came to me. Catherine, right? The um the chick with the red afro is very much just a light skinned black woman who's like very obviously attractive. So, you know, what is that kind of like presenting out there? You know what I mean?
0: Even without saying things, you can still say things. Well, what about Asian Americans? I mean, Black people don't have a lot a lot of um, ability to create things in media when it comes to more animated media, but as I asked, like, Asian Americans, though, Japanese developers in particular, um, are pretty dominant in video games so are those same are they running into the same issues
2: i really should have somebody here to ask them like from their perspective this question but i want to say again yes and no because they can make their they're just gonna make a character you know i feel like they don't necessarily worry about a racial intent with their character all the time you know
0: even though they have barrett
2: Yes, even though they have Barrett, I mean, when they made Travis touchdown, I think they, they they like had the idea of this like cool Asian American, you know, or this cool Asian guy. They just made someone they thought was cool. I'm just I'm just like really like trying to like think about it, you know.
0: Oh, then what about you guys, Ronald, Ethan? Yeah, any uh, thoughts on this?
3: It's it's I I can't speak for them entirely but I can speak for like the, the things that I see and I've witnessed. Uh, as far as to say, I think one thing that needs to be added into the discussion is that, and I'm not going to speak for Nintendo specifically, but I know that every culture has a way that they want to be perceived in media. I know that American culture seeps its way into American media and we end up with like decades like the 80s where all those movies a lot of those like hyper action violent like the world is terrible but it's okay we got guns and we got big muscles it's like that was like American culture invading into all of that I, I would say that even like Japanese developers have their ways of their culture seeping into their games and transmitting a message about themselves that they want to be perceived. And I'm not speaking like, like Chinese government controlling kind of everything I'm speaking. Like there's a perception and a stereotype about like Japanese people specifically, that they are extremely calm, extremely intelligent, but socially inept. How many media points can you point to where that is a stereotype that's continued?
0: means like in any samurai based
3: character or anyone who's like I follow the Bushido code yeah it's like it's like continually pushing that cultural message that they want to keep going I would argue that stuff like that mixed with the sort of underlying deep societal racism and things that happen also get seeped into that media whether or not we're knowledgeable about it it's sometimes unintentional because it's so deeply rooted mm-hmm. i can't cite any specific examples because i don't play a lot of <laughs> japanese <terrible>. games yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is where I'm, I'm stretching a bit here and i'll admit but i know stuff like that seeps in because like i you know i play pokemon and there's a lot of like random characters in pokemon that are like extremely pleasant just over the top pleasant. And you're like, what? I don't. Okay. Yeah. I. 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 I guess the world's supposed to be that good, but like, that random old lady just gave me all this stuff. Like, cool. I. Like, I guess. Or like when you run into, I'm thinking in like, uh, Gen Three. What is like a family right above one of the Slateport City, where it's like a fighting yeah. family. You need to fight all of them throughout the whole family.
1: The uh, Wind Streets, I think. The Wind
3: Streets. Yeah. That's throwing a lot of like random specific to Japanese culture kind of things where like multiple generations of a family all have to live in one house. That's not necessarily an American thing, like a white thing. That's not very common. Mm -hmm. At least the perception of that is not very common among white culture. So like there's stuff like that that gets sprinkled in. It's totally unintentional, but it's there. So there's there's other things that seep in too.
0: So in a white... If, it, if it's just kind of being sprinkled and it seems to be um, accidental in a way is there a way to improve um, representation of people of various races not just Asian Americans but um, various people in media like how do you fix that problem
2: I feel like you just like create more characters that like obviously look like the people but just show them in another way you know like, the only way to fix the negative view of people is to show more positive views of people, or just, like, different points of view.
1: I think is that, the best that, way to go about that would be, like, if, say you have a team working on a project, if the team's more diverse, you can have more people from each race give the input on what they would like that character to be like.
0: So are you uh, asking for more diversity in game development?
1: Exactly. I think like that'd be you great, want, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to have this predominantly Asian team do this game where, like, we get characters like Barrett, where we might think he's over the top now, where if you had some African-American people on that team, like, yo, let's dial this back just a bit, then that can show, like, African-Americans, you know, like, well, they want to be painted, or, like, Mexicans or Asians, you know, like, well, they would like to be you know, and then uh, instead of just having one team work on everything, and just make it more diverse.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I think Japanese developers need to meet more black people. I feel like (laughs) Barrett is just the default for all black characters. I don't know if you guys play Binary Domain, but one of my least favorite representations, one of my least favorite black people in video games is from that game, and he's just Barrett, but balder and
1: angrier.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And louder and and more
1: obnoxious. Like, I know we're talking about video games. But like, even with anime, it's improved so much over the years because they've been opened up to more. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember in the original Dragon Ball, how they perceived black people. It's just the then, one
2: ball-headed angry military, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then even in the village, like, when uh Krillin and Goku were training with Master Roshi, like they it's improved so much over the years of the perception of black people if we got more of that in gaming i think that would help a lot with just the one dimensional cookie cutter build they use for characters of different races Mm
3: -hmm. that i'd say overall speaks to a larger and more admirable goal of just getting more people from all backgrounds involved in the media like I'm not saying like news I'm talking like in video games a more of a dialogue more conversations going on back and forth like it would be amazing if the developers are able to speak to the people of which the characters they're trying to create like speak to people and understand them but that's like a I'm not trying to be a big downer here that's a big ask.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's hard, right? It's really it's hard. Oh, no. It's no, that's massive. It's really hard. I'm not gonna lie, I like that's... I feel
2: like we've been making good steps in recent years because, like, even for like shows, we got stuff like Seismanos, *Cannon Busters*, *Craig of the Creek*. You know, we got black, uh, a black
0: a black owned uh, animation studio in that's Japan. Hard. Like, we're getting yeah.
2: there. It's just
0: taking mad long. <laughs> well, yeah. I also find it interesting that it's it's kind of like also the same thing on the flip side. In the same way, I mean, I understand more for Japan, considering how um, homogeneous, I think that's the right word, uh, their cultures. homogenous. Homogeneous, thank you. Gotta cut that out, Phoenix. Uh,
3: <laughs> how, <laughs> homogeneous. Homogeneous.
2: <laughs> I'm sick i love um, you guys it's mostly japanese
0: people in japan right so i i understand it a bit more but it it's it's kind of interesting that nowadays when you when you when you flip the squ- um the script for america considering how much of an asian population we have especially with the west coast being pretty much like where most asian people come from um that there's a lack of asian american representation in hollywood
2: Oh, 100%, yeah.
0: It's like, we we, we we need a parasite and crazy rich Asians before us to all start acknowledging that there's not a lot of Asian actors or producers. Well, in, in Hollywood, of course, but... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, outside of, like, martial arts movies, they always get cast in, like, the same one or two character roles. And that's, you have that one guy. It's really getting gold.
0: I mean, I also feel I feel that like the same way about Hispanics. I mean, there's a oh same. I mean, there's a surprising large amount of Black people in, in Hollywood, even though we're poorly represented still. But there's such a lack, even though there's more Hispanics in America, there is a lack of Hispanic representation in Hollywood,
1: especially in a positive light, right? Yeah, which always like the uh, Warlord or like the cartel member, the Cholos
2: that usually <laughs> yeah, like yeah, some kind of like gang it's like, bro. I, hey Sa. the, the <laughs> man is not gangbanging, bro. He just wants to give me delicious treats. Like what is happening?
3: <laughs> there's that one there's the one uh Hispanic character in the first Transformers movie who talks about eating alligator.
2: <laughs> the one.
3: Man, yeah, he oh, does. God, Transformers movies are so racist. Up. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The black yeah. robots
2: that had me cut out the movie? Jesus Christ. His
3: name was Jazz. Of course his Jazz. name was Jazz. He got ripped in half, yeah. don't forget. He
1: got ripped in half. Maybe so angry
3: hmm but it, that just speaks to, like, a very mid-2000s. Like, how broad, and, and I don't want to say how easy that was for him to create the stereotypes, but he just, like, picked them up and just said, yep, there you go. I am a lazy writer. Here you go. <laughs> Here's a stereotype here. Yep, there we go. Perfect. That, that's right.
0: more of a, a Michael Bay thing. I don't think he would have got away with that if it was um, anything but Transformers. If he's made up a fake series, no one would tolerate that.
3: But think about that. He just waltzed in there, threw a bunch of racial stereotypes together, and done. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that just happens. I
0: definitely think Michael Bay is a good representation of American media. Just super lazy about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Well, then, moving on. How do you feel? You know, there is a there's a white guy here, and there's three black people here. Unfortunately, we do not know. Actually, I do know kind of. Someone from the Asian community, but. How do you feel about representation of your group, in whatever way that, whatever way you interpret that, um, is in media.
2: I feel like it's, like, again, I feel like it's, like, getting better, but it could still be a lot better.
1: Like, we've come a long way, and we have a lot more roles, but that's for more of the bigger-name people. Like, starting off, you're going to get cast in those same opening roles. Like, oh, yeah, it's going to be in the background, or oh, yeah, you're just going to be a drug dealer. Like, I feel like the opening positions for those roles a lot more one-dimensional and i keep saying this but that's what i keep coming back to they really need to improve on that
0: how do you you the two black people here especially how do you feel about black media when it comes to um representing black people
2: it's so weird it's so weird, right? It's, just it's really either special. a hit
1: or a miss.
2: Yeah, because sometimes it's like, oh, you know, we're in a position of power. We're doing cool stuff and helping the communities. And on the other side, we're just like the worst people ever, which I mean, I get. There's people like that that exist, obviously. But like,
1: we're just like the worst people ever. It's either like, oh, okay, yeah, I see this coming up. And the other times it's like, why are we doing this to each other? Like, this helps know. no one.
0: I, I often think that black media is even worse when it comes to representation of black people. Like, can you imagine? Like, you guys have all seen at least one Tyler Perry production. You cannot tell me that is some of the most flagrant typecasting like, ever. No, it is one.
2: Like, the, the bad guy is always the bald headed black dude from Law and Order. I hate it here. <laughs>
1: Go, going get the light that, skin white like, It's always, like, it's always the uh, light skin dude that's portrayed as the positive light, and the dark right. skin person always seems like the negative. Like that's the stereotype we have upon ourselves. And then it's always like the live action shit is always the mess with more shows now. Right, right, right. Like, like Craig of the Creek is amazing. I love that show, and then you have stuff like Blackish, where it's like y'all trying way too hard.
0: Yes, you don't like Blackish? I think I mean it's it's pretty popular among people.
1: Is it popular among black people?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very obviously, I did not say black people. (laughs) Oh,
1: (laughs) Oh, there you go. So, right, that's my case
0: so you think blackish is like performative uh stereotypes absolutely. for mostly white audiences
1: absolutely that does exist I, yeah I, I look at it and i'm like we don't do this nobody does this it's not played up to this extent
0: Yeah, but it's a comedy show in a sense. Like, it has to be a bit stretched out, right?
1: I, I get that it's stretched out, but for what they were describing the show as, I feel like they're playing it up too much. A show that's like black ish? I want you to know, I hated that.
3: He says that right, though. I mean, it makes, when you say it like that, <sighs> it I, makes I, sense. Hate that.
1: I hate that that made sense. But yeah,
0: that's getting and to it the hurt core. my
3: brain, but it might just be a headache.
1: <laughs> like, I, I really hate how that made sense.
0: You win this um, round. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. also, I think to me, I, I think there's also too many slave shells, or yes. like we put these in the civil oh, rights no. era and they gotta yes. watch yes. A black <laughs> get a 360 no sculpt. Like, I, I, I don't too much of that stuff can we just get some like average black citizens like this doing normal black people stuff okay like okay the three things I'm tired of the most are slave media Tyler Perry-esque
2: productions not even just Tyler Perry himself things that are like like cold like they feel like Tyler Perry would make and like stuff like power which like I'm fine with black people being in power but power itself and shows like power irritate me why because it's one of those things where it's like no one would just sit there and do this all the time right no one sits I down and acts like, like this all the time this isn't
1: realistic I, I feel like a really good medium is Atlanta
0: yes yes I, a
1: very Atlanta
0: good is, a, is a happy medium And why so I mean in, in that case there's a lot of stuff that's like relatively stereotypical characters
1: or you because know, being they don't over the top. do it all the time Like they'll show stuff that's over the top But then they'll show something that You would see yourself going out and doing that same day Like There's Phoenix like a 100% nice balance between it
2: 100% we would have a couch We would have some place where we just sit down and hang and get baked. 100% <laughs> Edit that out Don't
0: uh, worry <laughs> Everyone listening to this is probably a stoner in some way
2: Probably but in the same vein Right we'd go, we'd go and have some like I wouldn't say crazy adventure, but some weird stuff like Terry Perkins would happen. Like when we were walking back from in that one that one time, and we st- you thought you like saw something in like uh like far off in the distance, the, so the we walked woods. like around the other around the woods. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like stuff like certain things do happen. Yeah,
1: like, not all the time. More like a conversation, like a conversation with Florida Man. That sounds like a conversation we would just have on the podcast. That's
2: I'm sure we've actually had a conversation about Florida Man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, it's a nice video where, like, they show you stuff that, oh yeah, we would totally do this. But then, since it's TV, they have stuff that's played up a little bit, like, yo, that's fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, see, it seems weird to me because it there seems to be a really thin line between being authentic and being stereotypical. So, what I was trying to ask you oh, is yeah, like, it's hyper thin. Where do you draw the distinction in Atlanta? I know you said stuff we would talk about, but like every show tries to get something authentic so how do you define what is what we would talk about versus them playing up a character in a I harmful get, sense i
2: guess it's just like how like dimensional you make them is this like their one and only defining trait or do he feel like authentic i guess you'd say where they're like there's more there are more sides to them than just the one like you like think there is or the one like most shows just
0: stick with you know yeah, but well but like Paperboy. Paperboy is literally every rapper. He is, I, but also No, I'm paper- trying to make I'm a drug dealer trying to make music.
2: See, and that's you know, they definitely do like show that, but they also show like the soft guy that just kinda loves his family and wants to hang out with his boy, or the guy that's like realizes, Oh hey, my music does have an impact on people when he takes a picture with the kids, you know, and like sees the kid like trying to stick up his other his friend with the gun the toy gun or whatever, you know what I mean? Like how many people will actually sit there and just like think about that? Think about like how the music affects people. Mm-hmm. Some, but not all. It's just how it's just how you like go about showing these extra dimensions and these layers to the characters.
0: I was going to ask. um... Sorry, were you going to say something, Ethan?
3: No, I, I accidentally hit my microphone.
0: I apologize. Oh. Um. So, follow up on asking you black questions here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Jordan Peele what? is kind of um, reshaping the media and how we interpret horror the Horror, for the most part. I was going to ask if you guys could... I'll pause this right here. Watch this trailer for a second. Everyone uh,
1: saw okay. the, the trailer? Hey, what yeah, the? I'm not, I'm not hey, sleeping. Him, right. Um okay the ending was very nervous it was bone chilling. I didn't mm-hmm. like that but we've all
0: seen so this is for everyone listening here um Amazon is putting out a new TV series I think it's a series um called them and it set I think in the 50s or 60s with a black family moving to the all-white neighborhood. And it's just a bunch of white people being really creepy, for the most part. You can go look up the trailer if you need a context here. Um, I think we can all tell that. It's very much us. Not us. Get out e right? Get Out.
2: Yeah, it feels very Jordan Peele inspired Yeah.
0: But it's not made by him in the slightest. No no one on on the uh, development, at least the, the producers and whatnot, had any do with Get Out. So, do you feel that at least that we're we're kind of falling into? How do you feel about that? Looking at that trailer and thinking about everything Jordan Peele has created. I mean, you have that. You also have Lovecraft County. Um, there's a show. There's a movie called, on Hulu called uh, called Hair. I think good hair, where this woman has to start straightening her hair to look more white, and then is possessed by a demon. Um, how do you feel about? Horror, from a black perspective, do you think there is any anything wrong with what's going on here?
2: Mm, no, I don't think. No, I wouldn't say there is.
1: I'm kind of in the middle. I don't see an issue, but I don't want us to fall into this cycle of horror movies. Like, oh, yeah, it's a black-based horror movie, so we gotta be scared of white people for this movie. Like, I don't want to fall into that repetitive cycle. Like this feels very Jordan Peele inspired. I, I got huge vibes from that. But I don't want this to just, I don't want this to be a thing that happens every time we make a movie where it's the same concept. You don't
0: think it's going too far, do you?
1: No nope. Not yet, but I could see it getting to that point because people don't know when to stop with certain things. You you
3: you hope that the hope is that this is going to be a new genre, a new subgenre of horror, because we've had revivals of the horror genre through various points where the, it kind of shifted in a new direction and it revived itself. Like when Scream came out in the 90s, it kind of made horror comedy a thing into the 2000s, where it sat a little depressed for a few years after that, and then who knows what it is now. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird currently. This is like a new sub genre that's kind of coming up. Now the hope is that this isn't just more and more media companies being like, Awesome, let's cash in on this. Because Jordan Peele's very successful now. Let's just make you know, stuff like him and uh pay up. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. you actually hope is it's more like Actual diversity in the production and creation of this. That it's not just like all white producers, all white directors, you know, and then just black actors, and that's pretty much it. There's obviously white actors in this show too, but just like a false, like, front to actual diversity in the media. Exactly. That's what I'm afraid of here. Because I'm not going to throw out things about Amazon, but Amazon's a big player to jump in and start cashing in on this. Mm-hmm. That's my fear. Um, with anything
2: like this, my biggest like hope is that like it has something important to say. And that's why Get Out worked, right? Because it had a lot to say about like not just interracial couples, but, like, the black experience in a way, you know? It's, right. like, just, like, being black. So, I've, I want this to be another take on that. This is like, another person's perspective on, like, being black. Maybe to them, which is kind of understandable. It feels like people are out to get you. People are, like, watching you. They're alienating you, you know?
0: Yeah, but you don't think it's, it's feeding into that same kind of, um, fear or stereotype that, um, You know, if enough people do it, it might convince white people primarily that we don't trust them. Do you you fear there's any backlash stoking of uh, black, white tension with these movies?
2: I want to say no, but here's why. Right. It's a conversation starter when Atlanta and Get Out came out and they were both like very popular at the time I feel like it's opened up the ways for a lot of conversation and if this works and this is good we can have conversation about why people feel alienated why people feel XYZ you know what I mean right because like I've never had I had I had a white friend uh asked me you, you know the end of season one of Atlanta when they're sitting in the car and like Paperboy Al like he like gets something's like something ain't right because you know the sixth sense that all black people have when something's not right goes off.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I had I've had i had them ask me about that. You know, like it was a joke kind of but it was like, hey, like what happened? How did he know? And then I explained, you know, it's just some a gut feeling you get when things are too quiet, too peaceful. It just doesn't sit right. And then we had a conversation about more like stuff about what what makes us different, what makes us same. You know, obviously mm-hmm. this person was my friend, so it was easier, but it still opened up that conversation.
0: All right, I mean, um, to shift this slightly, Ethan, as the one white guy here, how do you right. feel about? Representation
3: in media, like of mine. Yes, it's it's the kind of thing where I I kind of grew up with this, as I was saying earlier. These like things that you get in, indoctrinated in and understand about. my sort of place and where things fall in media, like I can point to a lot of my favorite TV shows and movies that I would I saw when I was a kid that was all white media. And not all of that is entirely my fault. Although I will blame George Lucas considerably. Absolutely. Part of that was the environment I grew up in. And so my position as far as how I've always been sort of represented in media is like ever-present unnecessarily ever-present don't get me wrong I, I, I love Star Trek The Next Generation but the, the representation in that show still needed a lot of work <laughs> a lot of work is it
0: still ever present?
3: I'd say they, they, uh, it's, it's always bouncing back and forth between, uh, doing too much and not doing enough. And and by doing too much, I mean the thought that they're doing too much and they're not, which I would say is like a general, Uh, a general uh, treatment of race and racism in America where there's a perception that they're doing too much even though they're doing very little and then there's doing nothing at all and it's always bouncing between those two things and so I would overall say it um, it's still ever present and it's ever-present because it's so deeply rooted that you just have these like you get the fact that there's still so much racial segregation as far as like wealth and class stability where white people are staying and keeping jobs during economic depressions and living in middle-class neighborhoods so then all of their friends end up being white and so when they become film directors in college, they hire all their white friends. I mean, I, I heard today about a controversy with the new Lana Del Rey album that came out. Mm-hmm. Where most of her friends on the cover are white. She said, sorry, it's just my friends. Stuff like this happens. And so we keep on having this perpetuated system where it becomes, for lack of a better term, boys club. You have... Uh, I forget the actual word for it. A nepotism. You just end up bringing in the same people. And, and it just keeps perpetuating and perpetuating and perpetuating. So, you know, I feel like I'm represented just fine. And then there's people who are representing me terribly <laughs> by being so fucking terrible. Um,.
0: Now you said you kind of like it, it pretty much oscillates between not doing anything and the thought of doing too much. Now what do you mean by, that la- by the the
3: latter? I mean both socially and politically.
0: Like you think that's like that's something a lot of people think that there's too much representation or we're doing too much.
3: It's like with affirmative action. Are you familiar with the affirmative action? yes uh it was a concentrated effort to try and get more people from not middle class neighborhoods into schools just because they were also intelligent and then it was eventually dislodged because white people are like you know we're doing too much. We need it it's it's too much. You know, it, you're forcing somebody that doesn't need to be forced. If they're smart enough, they'll get there, no problem. It's 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 stuff like that that affects all the sort of mental capacity of a lot of these white people. And so what I what I find is that it feels like every time that there's Moments like this, where representation increases, you have a lot of people being like, "Well, they're just—I mean, now they're trying too hard." You know, maybe, maybe this is too much. I mean, I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, kind of like, making sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, usually during E3, uh, especially the last couple of years when we had an increase in the female protagonists, and um. A lot of people were saying the SAWs are infiltrating the video game industry. They're doing too much catering to the uh, SAWs
3: and stuff like that. It's like, well, okay, then, then where's the line? How much is how much is too much? More than one. As far as trying <laughs> to actually improve everything, right? So I fi- yeah, I find that I find that. Uh, the subcurrents of of like white culture are always kind of oscillating between those two things, and it's really upsetting because I would like to see genuine and better representation because I want everyone to kind of communicate and work together. That's why I, I think Star Trek ultimately like next generation struggled a lot with that the the representation of race because it's supposed to be a utopia utopia future where all the people on earth got together cuz they had to fight one mutual enemy and and we all co- coalesced together perfectly and everything was great it's like that would be really awesome every time we do like a little bit all of the racists come out and they're like that's too much it's, it's so upsetting hey that's the end of the podcast there's a
0: little bit more to happen after, after that conversation but I felt like that was an appropriate moment to end the segment on um, if you have any opinions want to tell us about your experiences in the gaming industry it doesn't matter who you are white, black, Asian, Hispanic uh, Pacific Islander, or in everything that is a subcategory in all of those because, you know, the reality is that those are a little bit too broad. I mean, not every African experience is going to be the same thing. Even African-American is not the same thing. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Gaming tennessee it's Just heads up, either private message or, you know, just tag us in something, and we'll read it, and we'll appreciate it. Probably most likely comment on it. I mean, there's like five of us um (laughs) you can also find us for our normal episodes where we actually discuss game news on twitch at console gamers united same name as the podcast obviously um anyway thanks for being here i appreciate you taking the time listening to it hopefully you had a great um, experience listening to our conversation